Oh wait, th- did you see that I tagged you in in something on Insta? I did a giveaway tag, and you're not impressed right now. You never do giveaway tags. You Usually, giveaway I'm tags the only on giveaway tag. I just want to win things. Zara, you... All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. Disney backpacks, packs, packs. Because if you get with me, put on my backpack and go to Disney in the air. Exactly. On that note... On that note, you ready? Duh, do I sound ready? Wish upon a star for that one special girl To take me on the ride to a whole new world Under the sea of bare necessities You've got a friend of me cause I'm fun and fancy free With you on my arm people won't know what to do Say I wanna be like you, bibbidi bobbidi boo Like Woody and Jesse and Toy Story 2 Girl I have your name written on the bottom of my shoe Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Married with Mouse Ears I am one of your hosts, Michael Agnew. I'm your other host, Zara Agnew, and we are a married couple from Dallas, Texas, who loves Disney. So much so that we have a podcast about it. Yeah, we do. And we just like to talk about Disney and fun stuff and TV shows and movies and what we've been doing in our lives. Basically, we would chat and chat, and it's a great time. This is basically just a platform whenever we can talk about Disney and our love for it, and people actually listen to it, and it's so exciting. I can't believe it. And the fact that people actually listen to this podcast still blows our minds. So Zara and I have started doing a fan shout-out of the week. Fan shout-out, out, 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 out. <laughs> so this week... Um, Throwing it all the way back to someone that I actually knew from high school, who I had no idea was listening to the podcast, but shout out to Miranda Hester. Um, Miranda sent us a DM a, a while ago, and it was in the hidden inbox that I, that I didn't know existed, and, and then we had all of these DMs, and, and then I had to like, apologize to people, the dumb hidden inbox. But Miranda started listening to our, our podcast. And whenever, so so I played the trombone in band. Um, and The me, coolest instrument. The coolest instrument, those tromboners. <laughs> what in the world? Did people actually call that? That's what everyone called it. Sorry, I might need to edit that out. No. Uh, I'm not 100% I'm just glad sure. I knew you. Directly after that time. Probably the pinnacle of my life was in high school band. Yeah, I didn't know you. Not really. Definitely not really. But in high school, our band went to Disney World our junior year. And we walked in this parade and like played um, songs as we marched down. I think it, I think it was Hollywood Studios. Um, but Miranda reached out and said, hey, I'm planning a... I'm planning a Disney trip with my daughter for for this coming up Thanksgiving. I haven't been since our junior year high school band trip. And so she has been hooked and listening to our podcast. So Miranda, one, I'm so excited that you are listening. Two, thank you for helping me reminisce with my wife live on air. Actually, we are not live on air, but on the podcast my microphones about my awkward high school life. And I'm very super excited that you can create new Disney experiences that were not part of that high school band trip. Yeah. And like take some pictures and tag us in them because we want to see and hear all about your Disney trip. I mean, that's what we live for. That's what we Disney. live for. We bleed. 
Mickey Mouse colors. My heart is the shape of Mickey. And also, shout out to Miranda for finding this baller Toy Story hat. Ooh. If you know anything about me, slash if you've seen any picture of me ever on Instagram, I'm always wearing a hat. 98% sure I'm, I'm buying this thing because it's only $12. Oh my gosh, what a deal. Such a deal. Um, does Miranda need a weird nickname? Of course she does. Um, like her Instagram name is literally just her name. It's just Miranda Hester. I, so does this go off of like something you knew about her in high school? Is it like Band Mama 2009? She played the clarinet. Clary, Claire Baird, Miranda. All right. So Miranda was in band. Mm-hmm. So Diz Band. Um, getting warmer. Magic band. Ooh, wait, I like that. Magic band. Magic band. Miranda. That's perfect. All oh, right. So, boom. what up, Magic band? Miranda. So, Miranda. Whenever we were in band and went to Disney World, they didn't have magic bands. So now, they do. Yeah. Basically, you just they are these very color colorful bands that hold all of your information and get you into the park. And your social security ha- number. Okay, not that far. Your blood type. All right, Zara, you're scaring everybody. But they hold all of your fast passes. So now whenever you get your magic band, just remember all of our band shenanigans from that Disney trip. Hopefully fond memories. Me and Miranda were definitely friends in band, yes. Okay. Awesome. Birds of a feather stick together. I think that Miranda, so I was like the vice president. What does that even mean? That, so the vice president just did like fun parties and activities. There was another vice president, and I'm ninety percent sure that Miranda was the other vice president to my president, or sorry, to my like I was so like you vice did president the fun parties. So it's like there was like the president, sure, and then there was a vice president of activities, and then I want to say vice president of like programs. And I'm 90% sure that that was Miranda. So wait, what did you get to do? The fun stuff or like the like the important stuff? Zara, I did all of the fun stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought. This was like pre-Photoshop days and I would just like create these flyers like, hey, band party at my house. And we would go to my... I'm sure your parents loved that. They actually did because we had like the game room and the pool before the diving board broke. Um, the only bad That's thing was we had this pool table, this billiards table, and somebody got some hand chalk and drew Bart Simpson Ooh. in the felt of my pool table. Ooh. And Bart Simpson's face is still ingrained in the felt 10 That's years later. awful. I know. Shout out to Magic, Magic Band, Band Miranda. Miranda. Welcome to the Disney family. We love it. Now it is time for the most exciting thing we have ever done. Is that fair to say? Yeah. In the history of this podcast, okay, the most exciting thing. Maybe not in the history of like our whole life together, but yes, probably the not of our, our lives. If the Married with Mousers podcast was the most exciting thing we had ever done in our lives, uh, we might have the most magical marriage of all time, just based on Disney magic, and that's that's it. Exactly. So a few weeks ago, we told the whole world that we have a new sponsor, Wendy Trent. That's Wendy with a Y. Um, she works for Yellow Shoe Travel, and she is Zara's old youth youth pastor's wife. And she they they both now live in Georgia. And Wendy is a Disney travel agent and tries to make people's Disney vacation super magical. Um, so we have been doing different shout outs, but we just thought it was time to have Wendy on the podcast 
to tell us about what it means to um, be a Disney travel agent. So welcome, Wendy Trent. Yay, I am so glad to be here. Thank you all so much for having me. I've been loving listening to Married with Mouse Ears. It's been so much fun. We're so excited to talk to you. So excited. And I am so excited because um, on the on your travel agency Facebook group, I was watching a video of Chris, your husband, and your daughter, Abby, talk about um, Abby's recent Disney World trip. And she said that she did not like Dole Whips. And I was very confused about that. And then you chimed in and said that you also don't like Dole Whips. <laughs> and I just wanted to give you a platform to defend your not very popular taste bud taste bud take. <laughs> oh, I know it's true. I do not like Dole Whips. Uh, the main reason both Abby and I are the lot are also alike in this, and that we do not like anything citrusy. We don't oh, okay. eat oranges or lemon or grapefruit or pineapple. We just don't enjoy the whole citrus flavor. So that kind of wow. takes Dole Whip. So just no vitamin C us. at all. Yes. Yeah, so I know. Gotta that's take, awful. Like, I have, to go, out, I have to go outside and get it in the sunshine, yeah. I guess. But no, we're not big um, citrusy fans. So I know that's an unpopular that opinion. Is, that Don't is. kick me out of Disney nerddom no. fandom. We can still be friends, but wow, I can't <laughs> believe it. Michael, because Michael and I loved them, and Michael didn't start eating them until he married me. Well, yeah, I literally, yeah, but yeah, I I was 18, and a a young fool, a young Disney (laughs) naive fool. I had grown up going to a Disney, and had no idea about Dole Whips until one day, Zara was texting me while I was with my family at Disney World, and she's like, are you getting a Dole Whip? And I'm like, wait, what is a Dole Whip? (laughs) And... uh, your life Your was never eyes the same. were opened. It, yes. yes. Never yes, to return. <laughs> yes, they were. That's awesome. So fun. Well, yeah. So if you just kind of want to take a couple minutes and just tell us, like, how did your Disney love form? So just kind of like your history, like with your with your family, um, your y'all's Disney family vacations. Yes. Well, I grew up uh, going to Disney periodically. We weren't every year or every other year people. Like I can remember staying in my aunt's motorhome in Fort Wilderness Campground. I think that was probably my earliest uh, trip. I think that was probably 78 or 79. Um, that was probably our first experience. And then I went a few times throughout, um, middle and high school, um, in high school and college, I actually got to be in a Disney parade, which was awesome. Yeah. Yes. So that more solidified that love of Disney. Um, and then we took our kids on our first family vacation when they were five and two And I can tell you the reason I am the nut planner uh, for Disney vacations that I am now came from that trip on that, the experiences we had. Uh, We were that family on the first day at the Magic Kingdom that were standing in the middle of Main Street looking at a park map, trying to see where we wanted to go next. Uh, We didn't make any dining reservations for that trip. We didn't even understand how the Fast Pass system worked. Back then it was paper uh, Fast Passes. We didn't know how it worked. Um, And I basically went back to our hotel that room that night. We were staying at Port Orleans Riverside. I went back pulled out the map 
for Hollywood Studios, which is where we were going the next day, um, looked online and got a times guide to kind of figure out when the shows were. And basically that night in my room, I did a touring plan for our next day at Hollywood Studios because I refused to go again and not know where we were going and what we were doing. And so from that, a love of really planning our vacations and planning them well, um, grew into helping multiple friends and family also plan their vacations, um, which eventually led to, hey, maybe I should do this as a job and start getting paid for it. So um, it really grew from a love of all things Disney and a love of wanting to make things go smoothly for other families and not have them be that family in the middle of the street, you know, blocking traffic because they're trying to figure out where they're headed next. So that's kind of where it came from. It's good to have a slight plan. So you're not, like you said, just wasting time being confused and looking around and like not knowing anything. Exactly. That's what I tell my clients. I say, I will, you know, completely plan out your day if you want me to. Now I have families that go more often um, and know Disney a lot better and they don't need me to do that for them. And they still allow me to book their trips and I'll occasionally do their dining reservations and fast pass reservations uh, just so they don't have to get up so early. Um, But I kind of can do it both ways. I can do a full blown go to, you know, you start by going to Peter Pan, then uh, Winnie the Pooh, teacups, dumb, you know, I can plan out your whole day, map it out. Um, or I have clients that prefer to kind of, you know, go a little different pace than that. But I it's like still that. fun. Awesome. I love it. I love what I get to do. So the last two days have been a little crazy. Free dining came out yesterday. and if I you- <laughs> saw that on Twitter. That's yes. awesome. And so if you are a lover of all things Disney, um, free dining is a discount that I believe started in 2005. I think that's how far back it goes. It's every fall. Um, and it's crazy when you are a travel agent that does Disney vacations Um it's a crazy day when that discount comes out because all of the clients I already have going, I want to get them a discount. And then I have new ones that are contacting me saying, hey, we heard free dining's out. Um, so it's a little nutty, but still fun. Still love it. Well, yeah. So I saw that if you book certain ho- hotels, then you get certain dining packages, right? Exactly. Yes. That has changed over the years. Used to, um, values got quick service, but everything for moderate moderate level and up would get the standard plan. And now you have to stay in a deluxe resort to get the standard plan. But what a lot of people don't realize is that for a pretty moderate price, you can upgrade your quick service plan to the regular plan. So Ah, you you can still stay in a value resort or a moderate resort. And and basically you just pay the difference between the quick service plan and the standard plan. And then you can upgrade your dining plan. That's a little sneaky tip. I like that. Whenever I saw this on Twitter and saw I would have to stay in like the Animal Kingdom Lodge to get the full dining plan, I was like, nope. Not possible. Your boy on the youth (laughs) pastor budget is not staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. But 
knowing that, yeah, like you can upgrade for staying at the yes. Caribbean beach or something. Yes. That's not too bad. My family is actually staying at Pop Century in December yeah. uh, on the free dining plan. And we upgraded from the quick service to the plus at Pop Century. So, and that's a value resort. So I'm kind of with you. We, we rarely choice. do the deluxe resorts ourselves because we prefer to go more often. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes. I mean, speaking of that, how many times do you think you've been to Disney? We added it up a few years ago. Um, and it was well over 40. Um, Yo, yeah. Yes. Last year we had annual passes. We do annual passes every other year. Um, and with my annual pass in 2017, I counted up the days and I was able to spend 31 days in the parks. Whoa. So I know. So I spent a whole month yeah. of 2017 That's like at Disney. the best thing I've ever heard. That's a dream yes. right there. That's yes. awesome. So it was oh, so super good. awesome. So then do you just go for like short trips or, or will you just go for like a two week long vacation we vary it uh, when we have when we have an annual pass it's it's a lot more tempting to go because you're not having to buy park tickets and it's not you can go for a short stay and it still feels like you're getting an okay deal whereas when you are buying those tickets you know the longer you stay the less you pay yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but our normal trip is nine to ten days is what we like to do and we'll yeah. do we'll do that maybe once a year and then if we have annual passes we'll do two or three uh, shorter trips um, throughout the year last year was special and we actually got to spend two weeks in July um, at Disney, which that doesn't happen very often, but that was amazing. We loved it. That sounds amazing. Even though, yeah, like we've been a ton of times as well. There's just so many things and like whenever I'm there and I'm only there for like four days, I just want to- It's like not enough time ever. Yeah. It's like, I'll just, yeah, we'll go for like 12 hours a day. Whereas if we were there for two weeks, then we would have more free time. Yeah. To be able to check out the other resorts or just other- Mm -hmm. Have you done the water parks? I yes, I have done the water parks like growing up in high school, but uh-huh. not but not since going like with yes. my family. I never have. It's just not my thing. I know my cousin likes them. He's a he's younger than us, and he he's a boy, so he yeah. likes them. But I don't know. It's just not for me. Yeah, that was one of the things that if you go for two weeks in July, you need to do the water parks because we were able to really stay cool and have fun yeah. and kind of break up our days. We could go to a water park in the morning and then a park at yeah, night. Yeah, usually we're there in March and then my family goes again in August. So it's super hot in August. And yes. so, yeah, he, he'll go in August and do the water park. Well, yeah, the water parks are fantastic. Like we, yeah, like we live in Dallas. So, so there's like a Six Flags water park here, yes. um, w- which is cool and was always like my version of a water park. And then I went to the Disney World water park and I'm like Typhoon lagoon or blizzard beach both just typhoon lagoon is my favorite love typhoon lagoon it's just i love the theming and it's cool so but we love disney all things disney and like you said every time you go you can literally do something different that you've never done before if it's eating in a new restaurant yes trying a new snack maybe (laughs) but yes there's something definitely new um because disney's always coming out with new stuff and innovating and like you said, releasing new snacks and changing up their menus, which is very fun. It keeps it yes. exciting. Awesome. So fun. 
Well, yeah, so speaking of, uh, about new stuff, they are obviously building Toy Story Land that is coming out this summer. And whenever we first talked, I don't know, like a month ago, you said that you had some behind-the-scenes Toy Story information about, yeah, like you got to go to this cool dinner um, and dinner event yes. where Disney pitched you on Toy Story Land. Like, what was that like? Well, it was good enough that it made us decide to give up a week at the beach and go to Disney this summer instead. Heck <laughs> so, yes. Heck so it yes. was pretty, um, we're pretty excited about Toy Story Land. Um, I don't have the details in front of me, but I can tell you this. The new Slinky Dog Dash is going to be amazing. Um, it is similar. Well, it's not really similar to Seven Dwarfs. The height requirement is 38 inches, I'm pretty sure. Um, and then the um, the little alien, the green aliens. I forget the, saucers, the actual name the of the ride, but it's Swirling or, Saucers yeah. Yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah. So, And then... The Woody's Lunchbox is going to be like a new quick service location in Very Hollywood excited. Studios, which was is greatly needed as far as I'm concerned. Greatly um, needed, yes. In Hollywood Desperate. Studios as they're kind of lacking in that area. Um, so it's just going to be a cool event and it's going to be a fun summer. Um, the event that I went to was right here in Atlanta and it's always cool. It doesn't happen too often, but it's always cool when I get to go to something right here in Atlanta and have Buzz and Woody show up and take pictures in Atlanta here with yeah. me. And the Green Army men were wandering around the room taking selfies and telling people to do push-ups. And um, so it was just a really fun night. And one of the perks, you know, that I get to be a part of as a as a travel agent that does specialize in Disney vacations. Yeah, so lots of fun. So, like, what would you say is your favorite thing about being... A Disney travel agent? Uh, probably. Oh, that's a hard question. I, I love, we started, when I originally started it, it was really to support our Disney habit so that we could go to Disney without um, it taking away from our regular family income. And so that was kind of the start. It's grown a little beyond that, which is cool. But I still think my favorite part is when I have clients that get back um, from a wonderful trip and they share with me, you know, how great it was. And like, I had a client tell me a couple of weeks ago that they knew that their kids would have fun because that's why they took them on that vacation was, you know, because it's a wonderful place for children, but they had no idea how much fun that she and her husband would have. And, they actually turned around and booked another trip for like seven months after their first one because they had such yeah. a good time. Um, so I love turning families into Disney lovers. And it happens more often than not, which is really cool. Um, so that's probably my favorite part is helping people just have a wonderful family vacations uh, in a place where they can kind of let everything else go and just be big kids and, and enjoy that. So it's fun. So, but you do other things other than just Disney World, right? So like Disney Cruises, yes. um, Disneyland, like other, like other Disney properties too. Yes. Actually, I do uh, Disney Cruise, uh, Disneyland. 
um, Disney Alani, which is Disney's resort in Hawaii. Yes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I've booked it a couple of times and I've never been. I think I need to travel for research purposes. That would or be something. amazing. <laughs> that would be very cool. Yes. There are some kids. Well, yeah, there are some kids that I know and like their parents are Disney Vacation Club members. And the past two summers, they have gone to. Alani and they come back and make me super jealous and make me wish that I was also a Disney Vacation Club member so I could get the hookup. But maybe one day we can go. I have a client that's gone twice and she said it's the best family vacation she's ever been on. Outside. Wow. I mean, and she's done Disney too. So that was a pretty. And the other thing that we do um, is Adventures by Disney. And I've actually never done one of those either, yeah. but I would love to do one of those. They're just really cool uh, traveling amazing. experiences, yes, with Disney's level of service. So very cool. Well, yeah, probably like two and a half years ago, two years ago, uh, me and Zara went to Europe for our first time. And it was like my after seminary trip because whenever we have kids, the odds of us ever going to Europe <laughs> is drastically decreases. That's so, true. Um, so just whenever we were planning what trips to do, I was definitely looking at... Um, Adventures by Disney yeah, yeah, as an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because... They traveled able- to some very cool places. Yeah, they just do a lot of really special, you know, treatment. I read a story about one time they were supposed to do... Um, we're supposed to be in Rome somewhere and... The Vatican maybe was closed where they were supposed to go. So the Pope opened up his summer home <laughs> to Whoa, to the Disney the Vacation Club members. Yeah. I know. Can you imagine having that dinner in the Pope's home? <laughs> crazy. That's super, super cool. Yeah. That's so. amazing. So other than Toy Story Land this summer, what are some other things you've heard or know about that you're looking forward to in Disney World in general? This summer, there's a lot going on with just the opening of Toy Story Land. They're doing some special um, things in the Animal Kingdom um, with, I don't know what the story behind it is, but they're going to have like Donald Duck and Scrooge McDuck and McQuack, I think. From is it from the rescuers or one of those? But anyway, um, I, th- I should know I think better. It's from Tailspin, I or at least I, I think it's yeah, 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 yeah. But the big attraction is Toy Story Land, and it will be crazy this summer. Um, Hollywood Studios, I believe, the whole month of July is opening at seven a.m. for resort guests only. Seven a.m. That's crazy. Yes, which will be good though because it'll give those that are staying on Disney property, you know, that extra hour wow. or two. I think it's going to open at eight all summer for regular park goers. But if you're staying at a Disney resort, you'll be able to get in at seven. So that'll Dude, be a nice. That's yeah. worth it. That's awesome. Wow. We can't wait to follow along and see all your pictures and hear how it is. I'm excited. It'll be fun. So fun. All right. Well, we're just going to just ask you some of your favorite Disney things um, because it's just one of our favorite things is knowing why other people's favorite things about Disney. Just don't ask me my song, please, because I had the hardest time. Oh, no. Did you ever decide? (laughs) Did I ever decide what my favorite, like of yeah. all time? Oh, yeah. sure. I don't know. It would probably be between um, Lion King and Aladdin, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, but okay. oh my goodness, well, those are that both was amazing tough soundtracks. Episode. Yeah, that was by far like I learned more about Zara just from that episode than anything 
else in our relationship. Like her out of the box hot takes was so interesting. I like what I like. What would you say your um, your favorite ride at Disney World is or your favorite attraction? Right now, it would have to be Flight of Passage. Um, okay, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. And when you get off that ride and you almost have tears in your eyes because you feel like you just rode on the back of a banshee, um, it's so incredible. So that would have to be the top of my list right now. All right. So whenever you think of like favorite, like classic Disney ride... Or what would one that before be? Big Thunder Mountain? Oh, big! Oh, mine too. Love it. That's, Me too. I love it. That's the first roller coaster that I remember riding. That was kind of big and not just like a little kitty fair. You know, one of those setup fairs that they do in the parking lot. Um, I remember riding Big Thunder Mountain when I was probably eight or nine, and loved it. Fell in love with roller coasters completely. Um, after that. So Big Thunder Mountain will always hold a really special place in my heart. Good choice. I support that. Yes. Okay. So we talked about your least favorite snack. What's your favorite snack? Another hard one. I am a classic Mickey bar lover. Like you give me not the Mickey ice cream sandwich. I, I'm not a fan of ice cream sandwiches. I'm just don't like the cookie part, but I love the, you know, Mickey ice cream bar with that thick, dark chocolate all over it. So good. It's delicious. That's my favorite. That is a really good choice. An ice cream choice too. I like that. Yes. All right. So what is your favorite restaurant or your favorite place to eat at Disney World? Oh my goodness. You could pick (sighs) one quick service and one sit down. We'll allow that. Okay. One... Quick service, probably my favorite quick service. Oh, this is so hard because I know. Um, uh, I know this sounds crazy, but I think if I had to come out of the gate, it would be Casey's corn dog nuggets. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's totally fine. Oh, uh, I know choice. that's a crazy choice because it's you know corn dog nuggets, but I love those. I just miss the cheese. I wish they'd bring the cheese back. I know, I know. So um, favorite sit down. Oh, this one's hard too. Um, I think I would have to go with Ohana. We love Ohana's dinner and we eat there almost every trip. So Ohana would probably win. I wish we ate there almost every trip. I know. I wish we did too. We'll have to. Well, I should quantify that. We eat there almost every trip if we have the dining plan. Mm. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So my family, so like my parents, well, yeah, my parents eating is probably the number one thing. So whenever they go, it's probably Ohana almost every time. Um, but the last time that me and you ate was for, for our honeymoon, I guess. My family, yeah, but they've just chosen other things than Ohana. They really have started um, eating a lot at Chef Art Smith's um, Homecoming Florida Kitchen in Disney Springs. They like are obsessed with it. So that has probably taken over a few Ohana meals now. Like they can't get enough of the hush puppies and the hummingbird cake. Like the, my <laughs> my grandparents went two times on their last trip. Like they love it. I have not eaten there yet. It's I know good. that sounds awful. No, yeah, I've heard it's really such good. great reviews. We just haven't made it to that one yet. We do not spend hardly any time at Disney Springs. We we don't give it the love that it deserves because we can't tear ourselves away from the parks. <laughs> So if I wasn't married to Zara, who just loves um, shopping in general, I would probably 
spend a quarter of the time that I have at Disney Springs. Hey, we did a Michael thing in Disney Springs okay, last that's time. that's true. That's true. We did do that Star Wars VR thing. Whenever yes. y'all go, seriously, that was my favorite thing. I don't know if, like, your family loves Star Wars. Yes. Chris but, has already mentioned it, so okay. <laughs> that might All right, be on the please, list. Please do it, and I want to know your opinion because I don't know anybody else in real life who has ever done it, so we can discuss it and fan out together. Um, all right, so what is your, like, favorite Disney movie? Uh, I probably would have to go with the classic. Oh, my goodness. This is hard, too, because it depends on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. Uh, I would probably say Little Mermaid. I love okay. Little Mermaid. Yeah. Also, your internal struggle is just like Zara for every single podcast oh, before hard. we start recording. I'm like, all right, Zara, time to just create your top five or create your top ten. And it's like the hardest thing for her to do. So difficult. I think it would be a little easier top five because when you tell me your favorite, I'm going, oh my gosh, but there's Beauty and the Beast, which is amazing. And so, yeah, so I have a little harder time. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what about your favorite Disney character? Minnie Mouse. Oh, nice, nice. I love Minnie. She's my favorite. That's a really good choice. She's, I mean, yeah, she's like the mouse, the mouse's wife. Whenever it comes to like planning a Disney trip, what are like, what's like Wendy Trent's secret tips for, or like like a few of them? Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously don't give all of your secrets away because we want people to still be able to book trips with you. So, uh, but yeah, like what's like some of your like go to things my biggest tip and my biggest uh if I could ask that all of my clients do this would be to give me time um to let me you know when you start planning a Disney vacation you need to start planning at least seven months to eight months ahead of time um I cannot tell you how many clients I have book with me, you know, two months before and want to eat at Be Our Guest and Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, I booked a client today for June and we were just three days past her fast pass date and there were no seven dwarfs and no avatar flight of passage. So time is the best tip that I could give people is to make sure that you give yourself plenty of time because you do want, especially if it's your first trip, you want to eat at those really hard to get places like the castle or, you know, Chef Mickey's or, and you, you know, you definitely want your fast passes in order. Um, so time, that's my, probably my biggest tip. And also my, probably the second would be not try to do everything. Uh-huh. Um, it's not you know, possible. Take time. I agree. Yeah, yeah, it's impossible to do everything. Uh, and if you're not going for at least a week, you're really going to have to leave out some some biggies if it's your first trip. And that's okay. But you just have to be comfortable with letting go of trying to do everything so that you enjoy what you do get to do a little more. And hopefully plan another trip soon. So yes, you can do yes. it all next time. <laughs> so, Wendy, was there anything else you wanted to add about Yellow Street Travel or anything like no, that? No, just, I mean, I, I love what I get to do. And, you know, I would love to help anyone that's listening plan their vacation. And I do cater it to your family, to the age of your kids, um, and to your likes and interests. You know, I'm very 
thorough in making sure, you know, when those dining reservations are coming up, I'm sending you an email about two weeks before to say, okay, we need to start planning, you know, where you want to eat, you know. And so don't let it scare you because Disney can be big and scary if you've never been um, because I will make it not so big and scary um, and just make it easier for you. So give me a call um, or I guess best way to, to contact me is that Wendy at yellowshoetravel.com. Yes, Wendy with a Y, not an I. Exactly, like Peter's Wendy. Oh, there it is. Yes. That's going to be our new tagline. I love that. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Wendy. Well, yeah, thank you so much for uh, talking with us, and I'm sure that we will uh, stay in contact so you can, especially after your Disney summer trip, you can tell us all of the Toy Story Land experience. Oh, we can't wait. Yes, would love to. Thank you all so much for having me. This was awesome. Yay, okay. Until next time. Bye. All right. Shout out to Wendy just for being awesome and for making our podcast 10 times better by being on it and giving so much wisdom and information. But now it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the podcast, Marriage Moment. Unless you like Zero to Hero better. You probably do. We all know Zara does, because shout out to last episode, whenever she got crazy and said Zero to Hero was her favorite Disney song in all of the Disney universe. It's not crazy. It's real life. So this is the part where we just ramble on about things that we may or may not have done over the past week. In this past week, it was not a very exciting time for us, but we did some things. What do we do, Michael? Wait, you're saying that just living a normal everyday life with me is, is not exciting? That sitting on the couch watching Superstore and <laughs> home makeover trading spaces is not exciting? You didn't watch. You just fell asleep. While I take naps or play games on my phone. Oh my gosh. You you're saying that that's attention. not exciting? <clears throat> Guess what was exciting? What? The Rockets playoffs started this week. Ugh, boring. All right, so I gave a shout out to that last last episode. Well, the way that me and my friend Isaac were able to convince you to come was we played Battle of the Sexes board game, boys versus girls, me and Isaac versus you and Barbara, um, to see, just add some competition to our relationship. Bad news, ladies. The guys did good. Somehow Isaac knew what a pashmina was. Impressed. Hashtag impressed. Yeah. Um, Let's just say, like, the dudes lapped the girls. So if you've never played Battle of the Sexes... It's super outdated, number one. Well, this was a very outdated one. I will admit that the the questions for the girls were very skewed. It was so hard. And just bad questions. I knew nothing. Basically, all of the questions... It wasn't about sports. It was about, like, random who starred in this movie back in 1985. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, like... What? Like dumb. What was that? Dumb questions. Well, you like Caddyshack. Didn't see it. You've never seen Caddyshack? I don't think so. Oh, Zara. That's not a Disney movie. <laughs> Why does it matter? All right. You're right. So basically the purpose of this movie is um, the girls would ask more female oriented questions to the dudes and we would have to answer. And the dudes would ask more male dom- dom- dominated questions to the girls. Yeah, according to these cards in the game creator. And I'm just being real. Yo, I guessed on five things. And no, Michael did good on all of them. I, I like surprised myself. Being married to Zara 
has worn off on me. Yeah, and it's like, been very great. Just through osmosis, like, I guess you're, like, listening more than I thought you were because you, like, knew weird stuff. <laughs> and I was vaguely impressed because you did good. I'm watching you, Wazowski. Always, Always watching. watching. What was like? Shout out of, to Roz. What was one of the weird questions that you got right? I'm trying to remember. Um, there was one about a, a plant. It it was like a random baby's breath. You got that yes, right. Yes, correct. You got that one right. There was one about candles that I got right. Candles. Yeah, candles. I don't remember that question. I it like asked something and I said candles and and it was right. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I that was last week. Psh, I don't even remember. So we played Battle of the Sexes. Great news. You saw two movies and I saw two movies. The movies that we saw together was Love was Love Simon. We liked it. There was like nobody in this theater, and when we got there, we realized that the showing was closed captioning, so it was completely subtitled. But that was fine. We still had a good time. It took two minutes to get We're like, wait, to what? get used to. Yeah. But then I realized that we could be 1% slightly inconvenienced in our watching experience. So someone who was hearing Im- Im- impaired could be able to experience a movie. And it really like throughout the whole movie shifted my viewpoint on closed captioning. Like I'm all for it now. Bring it. Support it. Yeah, because we seriously went, what, at 9.50 p.m.? Yes. It was a random time, and I realized that probably closed captioning movies are at awful times because they know that people won't go to it, won't go to them. It's like, we went. So the movie was actually very good. It Um, was good. I cried in it. I don't know if I cried. Well, I didn't, like, weep cry, but but yeah, like, tears formed. I I also... um, I just get in very emotional seasons. Maybe this is why I was so good at Battle of the Sexes. Um, I'm I'm just so in tune with my emotional self. Sure. Um, yeah, so Love, Simon, recommend. Then... We liked it, yeah. Thankfully, you saw... Just give an update on the movie that you saw. I'm, I'm so excited for this. Oh, gosh. So, a few weeks ago, I had dinner with a few of my girlfriends, and we all somehow agreed... Um, to together go see A Quiet Place. So my friend Tess... Praise Jesus! My friend Tess was like literally terrified. This is only the second scary movie she has ever seen in her entire life. The last one was The Village back in high school. <laughs> oh my God. Probably like junior year of high school. Oh, Tess! Oh, she Tess, didn't like if it. you are listening to this... She was so scared. All right, so explain the... The movie to people who didn't listen to the podcast whenever I loved and ranted about it. Okay. So, directed and starring John Krasinski. Krasinski. I don't even know how to say his last name. Sure, but that was... Krasinski. A good try. I tried. Um, And his cute wife, Emily Blunt. Yo. Adorable. A pregnant Emily Blunt. Don't care. Um, so this is in the future, like not even very far in the future though, like 2020, 2021, uh-huh. like, not even that far. Watch out. Watch out. Them aliens coming. The aliens came down. Don't make a sound. And yeah, so they're living in this world where there's aliens and the aliens hunt because they're blind. So if they hear you, they come eat you real quick. They coming for you. So you have to learn to survive, basically. And the way you survive is you don't wear any shoes and you stay in a soundproof room for your whole life. 
Very true. Very, very, very true. So this movie is centered on silence and being quiet. There's seriously five-minute time periods whenever it's only whispering or music being played. There's no dialogue. Which it was a wild experience, and I actually liked it. It was really different, like, just sitting back and, like, watching what was going on and, yeah, not hearing. And they did sign language a lot, which was pretty cool. Yeah. um, Because one of their children... Um, was hearing impaired, so I they already like knew sign language before this like horrible alien attack, which actually like super super benefited them because they're able to communicate and not have to actually say words. But it just kind of like it wasn't your typical alien movie because it had like extra elements of them like as a family being like cute and just like yeah. fanning together and like Making showing their how much own homemade monopoly board. Yeah, showing like how much they love each other and just like their struggle to survive. I don't know. It was great. Yeah, I love that it. scene with John Krasinski by the truck, don't spoil it. Oh man. <sighs> the representation of fatherhood right there. It was everything. But Zara one question I have had since I left this movie theater okay. that's been burning a hole within my soul. Okay. What happens whenever they fart? Oh, my God. I, there's so many. Sneezing. Like, sometimes you just have uncontrollable bodily functions. Exactly. And, like, it's like, I mean, like, just do? imagine you just eat a lot of Mexican food. And I you think... just got to just pull a Pumba. <laughs> Maybe and just go downwind, and then you get murked immediately <laughs> you would die. for passing gas. Maybe that's why they just have like a super plant based diet that's just like all very healthy and like no jalapenos whatsoever. Definitely no bugs. No bugs. No jalapenos. The anti Pumba diet. All right. Well, Zara saw that movie. I saw good. a movie called Super Troopers Two. Um, this movie came out in like two thousand three. The first one. Basically, it was the quintessential high school dude movie. Um, it's like a stoner movie. I do not recommend this movie, but since in high school, me and my friends thought it, it was funny, me and my current friends also had to go. I'm sure it came out on... Slash, you just had movie pass, and you're like, we need to do something. It go came out something. on 420. Oh, Lord. I'm sure me and Aaron and Joaquin were the only people not high in that entire theater. <laughs> I, so it's definitely not like a hero. I'm definitely not recommending this movie. I'm just saying that this is what you did. That thanks to Movie Pass, um, I've probably seen eight movies just this month, and that was one of them. Great, 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 great. Yeah, great. I made my mom proud by my decisions. <laughs> that's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Well, that's it for our marriage moment. Now it's time for everyone's real favorite segment to the podcast. Yes. Zero to hero. Zero. All right, Zara. So what is your hero for this week? Oh, boy. You guys know from a previous podcast, I really loved the Queer Eye reboot. This was a TLC show that came on many years ago. And I recently discovered, through listening to another podcast, a recommendation of watching the new season of Trading Spaces that just came out um, like a month ago. And I decided to give it a try, and boy, howdy, G. Willikers, I'm glad I did, because <laughs> Sarah, I liked it. You 
you sound like like an old school mom talking about the show, and that phrase was an old school mom phrase. Well, the show came out, it ran from like 2000 to 2008. So shout I'm sorry. I should not have made fun of the old so school mom. I'm I'm sorry, mom. If you are listening to this. Yeah, maybe she liked trading spaces. I take it back. That was an ignorant thing. Mom, ignorant. I love you. I just have actually quite vivid memories of me and my friend Jennifer Johnson watching this TV show when we were like eight years old. Yeah. Um, so I just we loved the designers. Uh, I mean, we're not, we weren't like super fans or anything, but this was definitely like something that we watched and talked about. I have never seen the show. I watched it today with you for 30 minutes. Two things. And then you fell asleep. The dude from Extreme Home Makeover was on this show. Ty Pennington. This is how he got his start in design and construction. So that was mind blowing. Number two, the idea of the show is not very good. I talked to Michael about it. Yes, it is. No. I'm like, would you ever do this? He's like, wait, what do they even do? And so I had to explain to him how it's the like entire TV I show I go works. to my neighbor's house yes. and I spend my own time decorating something. Your own time, but not your own money. For their house? It's not even for my house? You're not spending your own money, though. You could just spend the, the show's money. Yeah, so it's like one of those things like, oh, hey, hopefully my neighbor is actually trying hard while I'm trying hard working on their house. Well, that's the incentive. I like Extreme Home Makeover Edition way more whenever they I, send me to Disney World for seven days and then they fix up my house I, and then I come back and I start yes. crying because my house looks beautiful. Let's just say I went on an intense rabbit hole, um, kind of like I did with Brendan Fraser that one time, wondering <laughs> what in the world has Ty Pennington been doing since Extreme Home Makeover? Do you have an update? Yes, it got canceled, I believe, in 2015. Um, and I Wait! That show was on until 2015? Don't quote me on that exact date. That seems too recent, actually. It seems Maybe like 2012. It should 2012. have ended 2009. No, 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 no. It was 2012. I remember now. Okay. And so I had wondered to myself, I'm like, where has he been these past six years? What has he been doing? So he had several failed TV shows that came on after that. Um, one actually with Tim Gunn that was on ABC that was supposed to be like a talk show type thing that huh. failed. Um, he has, I think, currently... Maybe this is going to get canceled too, but some kind of like chef show or he had one. And then maybe I think he was on a different one where he partnered with one of the girls from Chopped, the blonde one, Whoa. forget her name. Um, but they like redo diners. And so she does the uh, cooking part and he like does construction on the diners to make it look better. That actually sounds kind of interesting. Um, but so he's kind of just bounced around doing a few different things. He also like had a DUI that was like apparently really public and oh, we didn't no. know about it. Oh, Ty. And so he took some time to kind of like heal and... Better himself. Exactly. So now he's kind of like the new and improved Ty. He's back on the circuit doing, you know, back to his roots, what he's good at, what he started with, what he loves, what he knows. And so he... Shout out to whenever he was on that Wild Hogs movie starring Tim Allen... For oh. like a brief minute. I did not see that movie. And I Tim don't Allen, think you did Martin either. Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence, John Travolta. You did not see that and movie. And William Macy. And Ty Pennington, briefly. Exactly. So anyway, that was my deep dark rabbit hole about Ty Pennington. And it spurned me on to find and watch the very, very first episode of Extreme Home Makeover. And I cried. Um, it's very hard to find this show. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. It's not on anything, but it's on YouTube. You can just go on YouTube, 
and find the episode. Let's be honest, YouTube has everything. It's so good. And so the very first season, the very first show ever. I I feel like Ty had frosted tips. Probably. He had like a very surfer dude face. Yeah. He actually really reminds me of my Uncle Bill. Like just like this Florida dude. Yeah. Who like wears flip flops a lot. Very tan. Very tan. White teeth. Yes. This is, I mean, they're almost the same person. It's very uncanny and creepy. If if my Uncle Bill was a carpenter, this would be him. Yeah. And if Ty Pennington was a dentist, it would be my <laughs> Uncle Bill. So anyway, that's what I've been doing. Both probably drive Porsches. Yeah. Because your Uncle probably. Bill does have a Porsche. Probably. That's what I did on my day off. I I just watched a lot of reality TV and it was great. Okay, nice. That's my that's my hero. Well, my hero, I have never had a hero of a video game before. I How is that possible? I because I have seasons of playing video games. I have had this game since December because I found an extra Best Buy gift card and it's just been sitting in our, our little um, entertainment system. And finally, I was like, it's time to dust off this game. It's called Shadow of War. It is the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, which is a Lord of the Rings universe game where basically you just got this dude and he's in this open world and you can just like slash and kill orcs. And then if the orcs kill you, then they then they like grow in the army and they become hard to defeat. Basically, this game is awesome. Um I played it for like an hour yesterday, and all day today, I was just thinking about playing this game again, because this is what video games do to me. They infiltrate my brain. I liked the first version of this. Remember when I was like slightly intrigued by it, and I was like, this is so like lifelike. A hidden thing about Zara is Zara loves reading so much that she will just manipulate me secretly so that I don't talk to her, so she can just like read so she can just like read books. So yeah. So w- during sh- my shadow of Mordor days, like, I don't know, a year and a half ago, Zara would just sit on the couch and say, Hey, Michael, don't you want to play your video game? And I'd be like, yeah, sure. Zara. And then she would read her book for two hours and we wouldn't say a single word to each other. This is a secret way for me to get in reading time. Exactly. And it's like a win-win. I get to read a book, which I enjoy, and Michael gets to play a video game. Because she knows that I just always want to talk or do something or no, watch or some type watch of TV. TV. And you're only, you're just playing Zooms on your phone and you're not even paying attention. <laughs> no, Every that's not time. true. Every time. That's not true. One day I'm going to have to challenge you to like watch a whole episode without your phone near you. Oh, God. There are only certain TV shows that I can do that with. Atlanta... And that's honestly it. This is us. Okay, and this is us. Which you is not on are right. Now, but you are right. Maybe rise. I don't know. Atlanta because it's so funny. Um, and this is us because it's so e- it's so emotional. If I play my phone, I'm not going t- to cry. But if I, you like don't even let me have my phone when we're watching. This I know is us. because it's like I want the the most e- emotional response possible. And being on our phones holds us back from being our true selves. I'm glad I can be my true self. So that is my hero. And my zero is actually, so I have a list of heroes on my phone that I want to get to. And this one, I have been pushing back for a few weeks. And sadly, today on Twitter, I saw that this hero has been canceled 
and now it has turned into the saddest zero of all zeros. Oh, you were confusing me this whole time. I was like, hero, what? Yeah, no, so it was a hero that got turned into a zero because The Path, which is a Hulu original show, um, has been canceled. And this show stars Aaron Paul, um, Jesse from Breaking Bad, and he is basically a cult leader. And so it's him trying to navigate leading this cult and culture is very interesting. And I love Jesse from breaking bad. And it has like, it's just like, it's, it's like a suspenseful show and it's great. If you own Hulu and you haven't watched this, I haven't watched it. It's super, super, super good. Like Sarah, like I honestly like highly recommend the show for you. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Me and Aaron, who I work with, um, talk about this show a lot and we, and so this is the third season um, the first half of the first season was dynamite, was so good. The first season ended off pretty good. Second season, kind of meh. Third season rebounded, got way better. And I'm very sad that it's ended. There are some plot things that, that I wish um, would be kind of closed up. And I'm hoping that the producer or just really just Aaron Paul or someone will tell me what happened with Cal and the rest of the cult. Okay, let me try to invent a story for you right now on the fly about what happened to Cal and his cult. No, okay. Cal does some... No, okay, fine. Just fine. Tell me, go. So Cal, he's the cult leader? No, sorry, he's not. I confused you. I confused you. Who's the cult leader? Eddie. Eddie. Eddie, who is Aaron Paul's character? Eddie is Cal's brother-in-law, and they are... On the cult premises, and Eddie and Cal have a huge falling out because a bomb goes off, and they couldn't get out in time, so Eddie is now missing a leg, and Cal it now becomes the leader, and he leads the cult out into the real world, and they all become integrated and become citizens with the rest of the people. Holy nuts, Zara. All right. If anyone is interested in watching this show, stop listening to this. You got weirdly close on a lot of things. And I just have... To, okay. So, Eddie... Y'all, I've never seen this show. So, in the beginning, Cal was the cult leader. All right? Eddie was, like, the second in command dude. All right? Well, then Eddie takes over Cal's position. All right, so then that's what the second slash like third season is. Eddie brings but they're the, not brothers in law. Well, Eddie's wife Cal is also in love with. Oh, creepy! So there is this little like triangle thing. Mm, weird. All right, Eddie takes the cult to a whole new level and wants to make them a real religion. So that is what season three is. So he brings them into the real world. There was a bomb threat. <gasps> Nobody lost in lost their leg, but somebody Yet. did lose an eyeball. Yet. And someone did get shot. Okay. And Cal murdered somebody. Marked. So. Basically, I was right. You were uh, kind of right about some stuff, Zara. I just made all that up I, right now. I don't know if The Light, a.k.a. what this path show is all about, is secretly working in you. <gasps> Probably. Or it's the Holy Spirit. All this stuff you're or saying. Or you just got really lucky. Is really reminding me of runaways and their creepy cult with a light or whatever sure yeah like that really reminds me of that yeah 
I miss that show. So that is my zero. If you have a Hulu subscription, um, the first three seasons are are still on it. Again, it is a good show. Hmm. I recommend it. One day. Maybe I'll get to it. I don't know. You should. Yeah. All right. Do you have a zero for this week? Not really, but I'll just BS this. Um, I'm going to pick that. I think that The Handmaid's Tale is back, actually back on Hulu, and I haven't watched it yet because I've been wasting all my time watching. Wait, you're saying that The Handmaid's Tale Season 2 is back on? Yeah. And you're not watching it? I just, like, remember that, like, literally right now. You're playing, t- you're watching Ty Pennington. I know. I chose shows from the early 2000s. From the early aughts. The early aughts, back when HD was not a thing, mm-hmm. and they chose design creations, um, usually that involved feathers yeah, um, and just really tacky things. So is this zero you as a person? Yes, it is. Oh, God. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. It is. Oh, God. It's me. Why me? That you are ignoring a show that literally won an yeah. Emmy for Best TV Show. For a TV show that you're watching on YouTube. Well, the new training space is good, but okay. I will not say that I that I use all of my time wisely. Okay. Oops. Oh well. The There's good always news next week. About our lives is it's not like our lives are changing a whole lot, and next week we'll have plenty of time for you to catch us up on Handmaid's Tale season two. I'm actually working a whole lot. Because you next honestly week, are. Next week, we're going to have so much fun, exciting stuff to talk right, about. Yeah, like, let's I can't just give, even tell you. Let's just give like a, a sneak peek. A little sneak peek Guys, of what's going on. We're going to see Hamilton next week. Yeah, we are. Next weekend. We're talking about the Broadway musical that swept the nation and won a bunch of awards in Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, start in and create it. We're talking about the Hamilton. In Houston, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. And with our founding fathers. Exactly. I am also seeing Avengers Infinity War. Um, we are re- recording this on Wednesday night, so I'm hopefully releasing this on Thursday. So like tonight, or so I, yeah, tonight, Thursday, I'm seeing it. With all of my bros in IMAX, our next podcast will definitely be reviewing this movie. Hopefully, Zara can also see it. We don't know. We will see. We have a busy, busy next week ahead. But next week, I'm going on a three day work conference. I'm, I feel so cool. You've never been to Kansas before. Never been to Kansas. So we'll see what happens. So, so we got lots of exciting stuff in store. So get ready, everybody. That is it for the podcast. Make sure to contact Wendy Trent. That's Wendy w- with a Y, not an I. At yellowshoetravel.com. If you want to book a vacation, hopefully you do. Who doesn't want to, especially with the looming threat of the amazing Toy Story Land coming to a theme park, maybe not near you. And a free dining package. Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. You can literally just I eat, eat whatever all the you food. want. All the food. Yeah, please do it. Please do it. Please we, don't be dumb. Yeah. Just, bu- just book a Disney trip. We know you want to. Okay, if you don't book a Disney trip, you are not dumb. You, oh, are, okay, a, okay. you are a maybe you're being valued wise. part of the Mary with Mouse Ears universe. Maybe you're being wise with your money. Podcast family. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, until next week. Have a good one. Peace. Bye.
Tarzan and Jane, girl, you'll be in my heart. I will fight Jafar with all the Robin Hood starts. Beat the crook, Captain Hook, and any evil that embarks. If baby starts to leave his mark, I'll send him to a pit so dark you can't see light. Oh, come here, my Snow White, to have a princess for a wife. Yeah, that'd be alright. Chilling up in the castle all day and night. Girl, you're in the middle of my circle of life.